on the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. Hi, this is Kenny from California, and you're listening to the Treks and Sci-Fi Podcast. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to hear another episode of Trex in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. Sci-Fi, and what am I, singing? <laughs> Alright, it is Sunday, October the 4th, 2020. This is show 789. Yeah, like 11 shows, which should probably end up about at the end of the year, I think. Approximately, maybe a little sooner than that, right? 11? Yeah, I'd probably be pretty close to that, yeah. It's the beginning of October, and yeah, so we should hit 800 maybe around the end of the year. Wow, 800. All right, today on Treks and Sci-Fi, uh, the show is going to be about sci-fi comedy. Just kind of touch on a few things that I enjoy for a good laugh, because I think we could all use a good laugh these days. I think uh, every day is good to laugh, uh, even before the year 2020. Poor 2020, right? You know? It's not its fault. It's not the year's fault. All these things have happened. But um, yeah, let's have some fun. Let's talk about some comedy TV things, movie things, other stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I will uh, try to catch you guys up on what's been going on with me. Got a couple of new little things recently uh, delivered to the house that it's pretty pretty fun. And I don't know, I was trying to say exciting and fun. Fun and exciting. Exciting and fun. But all right. All right, it's fairly early Sunday morning, and let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We want a man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, it's Jedi's trick. Flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, and you're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi. All right, folks. Uh, welcome again to the show, Trex in Sci-Fi. Been going since 2005, almost every week. Sometimes a skip week occasionally, uh, and, and guest hosts appreciate those. And sometimes I, I do some shows like last week where we um, put a show from another podcast up for you guys to maybe listen to. That if you haven't yet, uh, that uh, was an RPG session last week from uh, Star Wars Stacks that we I think we're going to try to game again this week. It's been a little tricky. Everyone's very busy uh, to get together uh, to do that. But um, yeah. It's, it's fun, and the thing about the Star Wars RPG game, and a lot of RPG, D&D, I think, a bit, uh, but the Star Wars game always has seemed like, to me, it's much more free and open. That's both good and bad a little bit. I mean, it's 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 okay, but there's... I You know, I was an old-school D&D player. I played it when practically almost when it first came out. And really into second edition when that got going, um, but that that you know had fairly strict rules, spells, classes, things like that. Ah, sorry, hang on, I uh, got a little interrupted for a sec, but um, but yeah, anyway, D and D had a um, fairly strict set of systems and rules, and and I've always thought the Star Wars game is a little bit more open, uh, which is okay. And uh, But anyway, we're going to be doing hopefully some more of that this week. And I've been playing, uh, and if those out there know this game, there's a uh, pretty successful board game uh, called Gloomhaven 
I don't know if I mentioned this one before, but I, I got the game, the board version of it, the board game version of it, which is a monster board game box set thing. It, it's more or less a fantasy type game where you play a certain class, you go through rooms, kill monsters. Sometimes there's other objectives. You can do kind of a campaign. You can play with multiple people. There's even kind of a way to play solo if you want. Um, and they have a, a couple different electronic ways of playing it. Uh, I've been playing with my two sons via the internet. Uh, uh, one it, one lives about an hour away. One's only maybe 15, 20 minutes away. But um, it, Thursday nights we do this, play this game. Yeah, sorry, got interrupted again here. Uh, it's a rough, rough start today. But um, so Gloomhaven, yes, we've um, been playing that online. There's, there's a a, a version of uh, kind of a fully enabled one. Um, you can get via Steam, maybe other things. I don't know. Uh, but the other one we, the main one we started playing with is um, this tabletop thing. It's called tabletop tabletop simulator. You can get, which allows you to simulate a lot of tabletop type games, but. But we've been having some fun with that for the last uh, couple, few months. Uh, so, yeah, that's been fun. But the, um, yeah, so that all led off of me talking about we had that Star Wars RPG session last week for the podcast. So, um, yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about what I've been watching, what I've been doing. Oh, the big thing, let's just talk about this right now. I got a, <laughs> been wanting this for a while. Rick Moyer got one. Uh, a while ago, I kind of had I've been keeping an eye on it since it came out about a year ago. The um, there's a company out there called Arcade One Up. Uh, if you're on the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook group or you follow me on Instagram, uh, I'm on Instagram Rico R I C O underscore D uh, for my last name D is in dog or D is in Dosty. But uh, the uh, I put up some photos and a little video of it. I, I got a arcade one-up Star Wars arcade game. This is basically like a recreation of the uh, pretty popular Star Wars arcade game that came out in the. I think it was probably um, early early '80s, early to mid '80s. I don't know exactly when. Uh, it was made by Atari, I think originally, and there's a company again called Arcade One Up. You can find these in places like um, the main store that I've ever seen them in uh, retail-wise is Walmart. I'm not a big shopper of Walmart, but they sell them. Uh, I think GameStop also. There may be some other places around. But um, I got it actually, the one I, the Star Wars uh, arcade uh, that, I, that I just got is from uh, Walmart. Anyway, I have been watching or keeping an eye on these things for a while. It's not super cheap, and when you think about what you can do with it, it's pretty limited. I mean, it's simulating a game from the early '80s with with crude graphics and all that. But there's a you know, it's about 95% nostalgia factor. So this again, this company is doing these older arcade games. You can, of course, you know, my dream w would be to have a you know a bigger basement or bigger area someday to have a and have enough money to buy like a real vintage game but the there's a few problems well one the big one is, is those things are a little harder to come by and and they're old and you know the electronics and sometimes they're kind of finicky uh the um we growing up one of the things probably most people have never seen but there used to be in in places old arcades they had these bowling games which were um kind of like plastic pins you would slide this metal puck kind of down and you could knock these pins and they, and they kind of flipped up uh you know if you search online you'll probably be able to find a video or whatever but my um my cousins had one of these we actually were the original owners but it kind of through circumstances it got passed on to them and we used to play that thing to death in their basement and that was a lot of fun. It's kind of like, you know, in a way, these skee-ball machines and stuff like that. But so arcades were, were always a, a, a favorite place of mine. I think for most kids in that era, you know, they were. So I've always wanted one, of, you know, to get arcade games. So, you know, getting older, older ones, though, they're, again, more expensive, big, heavy things. They have old electronics in them. They may even, you know, they might work now, but they might break down eventually. But 
these recreations that Arcade 1-Up is doing, and they've done this, they've done like Space Invaders, Asteroids, Joust, um, Galaga, um, Pac-Man, uh, they've done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, NBA Jam is another one that's out my son was interested in, but um, they're mostly individual, some some of them are like two in one game, like the, the Star Wars one has three games actually in it. The main Star Wars game was the main one that I'm aware of and, and played a bit. There was an Empire Strikes Back version one and a Return of the Jedi that I don't think hardly was out there at all. I haven't even really, I just put it together yesterday and I, I've, I, haven't, ever, I haven't even tried out the Return of the Jedi game yet. But the, the main one is the Star Wars game and you're, and you're basically shooting TIE fighters and, and you do the Death Star trench run. And in other little things, uh, sort of like that little towers uh, on the Death Star. Uh, but you go through wave after wave that gets progressively harder. I can do okay on it for the first few rounds or whatever. And then I then it gets almost like what I find impossible. But um, but the uh, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's really a nice thing, though. If, if anybody, you know, if you're interested, they had a really big sale at Walmart. It was like a hundred bucks off. I mean, it, I don't mind saying you can find out what these things cost, but it's normally a four ninety nine game system, and I got it for three ninety nine, which is a big big sale. Plus, they have free shipping, so it came right to the door. And it's a pretty big, heavy box. Um, took maybe a couple hours to put together. It took my time. Not really hard. It's it's very well built um, and and well packaged. You know, sometimes in the store I've seen them kind of broken up because they're heavy, big, heavy boxes, but. Um, you know, you kind of have to watch out for that because, you know, you could have a corner damage from that. But they're, it's pretty well packed inside the box. And I got lucky, I feel like, that the one that got delivered here was, was in really good shape. And uh, it, it is a um, near, near perfect uh, unit. So, um, yeah, it's, it, you know, one person can pretty much put it together. I, I, I got Lynn to help me a little bit a couple, to line a couple pieces up, you know, because when you put one side on, and when you put the second side on, you kind of have to line a bunch of stuff up at the same time. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the big thing that I got recently. Uh, that that is um, again. Now I feel like I'm kind of hooked, though. I want more of them. I was just looking even this morning. There's an asteroids one that has like asteroids, tempest, uh, lunar lander all built in. That's very tempting. So we'll see. But um, but anyway, the. Um, yeah, that that was uh, something that I've been enjoying and wanting for a while. It's uh, again big nostalgia factor. It's funny there was just this new game that came out on Steam uh, and probably other platforms, and I know it's on uh, Xbox, I think, and PlayStation both. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons, a new Star Wars kind of obviously flying, flying Tie Fighters, flying X Wings, whatever. I haven't tried it yet. The, the gameplay looks great. The graphics look amazing. Uh, I'll probably get it sometime and play, but that comes out the same practically day that I'm putting together this um, this old school Star Wars thing. So it just goes to show, you know, not the flashiest graphics aren't necessarily the most important thing. So, all right. What has, uh, what have I been watching? Mostly the same stuff I've been talking about for a while. I, I wrapped up the Punisher season two, which was good. Uh, and I feel like a solid ending to the to the show. I mean, I the with the Marvel shows disappearing and then going away from Netflix, now we're moving on to having them be on Disney Plus with WandaVision. I think WandaVision is probably going to be the first one that shows up, and then it's going to be um, uh, Winter Soldier and, and Falcon. I think after that, everything got kind of, of course, delayed. Like everything is. I, I just read that James Bond got pushed to like April now of next year. We're just finally going to have our movie theaters in Michigan opening this Friday, um, but they've pushed movies out so far. I, I don't know if there's going to be anything to, to see. The only thing I can think of right now that got pushed again date-wise, it was going to come out on the 2nd of October. Where they pushed Wonder Woman to Christmas. I don't know if there's anything even before that. I think the Dune movie is still supposedly supposed to come out in December. But who knows if that'll happen? I guess it'll. It, uh, we'll have to see how things work out for the next couple of months. I mean, these blockbuster movies. The you know most of the time when you go to the movies, if you're in a bigger theater with a normal kind of a movie, you don't really have a problem with that capacity rule that's in place at most places, right? Where it's twenty or twenty five percent capacity. But 
with these bigger movies, I, I don't know if that's going to, you know, I've been in movies when a new Star Wars movie came out where it's pretty packed. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously they're not going to do that because of the restrictions on people and and keeping people separated more in the movies. So I even if you got enough people to go, even if you're filling the, the seats 25 percent, like that first week or two of, of a big blockbuster movie opening, you know, I don't know if they can make their normal money, even if everyone does go and fills it to 25 percent capacity. Um with a Bond movie, Bond's pretty popular, but I, I, I usually have gone to see the Bond movies pretty much the weekend they've come out, and, and they're never that busy, honestly. I mean, they do pretty well. I think Bond is one of the franchises that actually does pretty good worldwide, so I think it gets a lot of its money um, just by based on that. In the U.S., it does okay, but usually there's they're not like packed houses, you know. There'll be enough people, but... Um, so, yeah, everything's being pushed out. But, um, yeah, TV, so what else? Let's see, I'm still trying to wrap up uh, Raised by Wolves, the Ridley Scott thing, uh, with androids and so on, set in the future. I've got two episodes of that left. Uh, I'm still watching The Boys. I think there's only one episode left. The last episode was pretty crazy with what happened in it. Um, that show continues to be crazy fun, I find. Uh, but... Um, they're not really very good people for the most part of that show. There's a few people trying to do the right thing, and but it's pretty small. Even the even the gooder, even the gooder, even the the good people, the you know that are trying to do good. There's even those people have some kind of what do you call it? Anti heroes in there, especially the Carl Urban character, Billy Butcher. He's he's a pretty nasty piece of work, but um, but anyway, yeah, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I've been watching Lock and Key. Kind of started to get into that on Netflix. Um, there's a new, I think that it's called Utopia. That's probably going to be the next thing I'm going to start to watch. It's on Amazon Prime. It's it's basically about a something about a comic book and and that they're trying to not let anyone read for some reason and people who who've read it they're having to like they're they're being killed off and stuff. I I don't know. It looks crazy, weird, different. Um, violent but i you know i don't usually go heavy for violence on things although lately it seems like those are the kind of shows i've been ending up watching the boys is is crazy violent the punisher was crazy violent so i kind of mix it up i mean i'm watching lock and key uh and uh raised by wolves is is pretty violent in, in some places sometimes but not overly i don't think uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a society we live in, I guess, sometimes. But, uh, well, we're going to talk about comedy here in a minute, so we'll we'll mix things up. I did watch the um, South Park did a pandemic special that just came out this week. Uh, if you're a fan of South Park, I thought it was pretty funny. Very uh, timely, of course, and fitting. You know, they're pretty good about that usually. They're pretty good about fitting current stuff going on and into their show. And they always have done that, you know, what, whatever, whether it's, politics or the pandemic or 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 anything going on in current events they they'll you know include in their show i watched a little bit of saturday night live is back they did kind of a a real show yesterday you know with even a studio audience with who were all wearing masks <laughs> uh i watched a little bit of that this morning that was kind of funny but uh and, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Most of the shows, I mean, I just read that the CW shows that are filmed up in Canada and Vancouver, most of them got shut down. I guess there's a, they're having trouble keeping up with the testing. A lot of these entertainment properties are having to do a lot of testing. I don't know how often people are getting tested, but, um, but they're trying also to keep their, get their schools open and, and, and keep them going. So, you know, that has a priority over, over people filming television and movies, which it should, which it should have. So, but yeah, it's uh, difficult, difficult times. And, you know, what you've got to keep in mind, you know, with, you know, this big thing that happened this week with the president and the first lady and, you know, the, you know, a lot of people in Washington, D.C. getting sick that apparently we're all at this party together thing, but nobody's, um, nobody's immune to it. But I, but I, gonna say that um you gotta still you know be vigilant wear your masks out there and, and so forth and even getting tested a lot doesn't protect you really when you think about doesn't really protect you from getting it uh, you've got to be careful about still 
you know, that. And, and uh, you know, I still have to correct people. You know, keep in mind, you know, you wearing a mask is to prevent you spreading any potential germs or infection you might have to anyone else. And, and it, you know, most people don't get tested like every five minutes, like they're professional sports players or actors or whatever. So you never know when you might have caught something. So, you know, it's important to wear a mask. You're actually stopping it from going to anyone else. And of course, if you ever were to get it, you should not go out. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a positive test, you, you should be at home for at least a couple of weeks if you're not bad off and have to go to the hospital. So, uh, but enough about that. Hey, let's talk about comedy. Let's talk about comedy, TV shows, movies, um, uh, other things that you guys might enjoy during all this. I'm going to talk about um, some stuff that I've talked about before, some classic things, some newer things, uh, but stuff that I find humorous and uh, in the, in the sci-fi fantasy genre kind of area. And uh, I will be back in a moment and to get that rolling. Hi, this is uh, Admiral Adama. My name is Robert J. Sawyer. This is Cena Grace. Hey, this is Stephen Amell. Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. I'm hanging with Sean and Bridget. They're telling all about general geekery. And you are listening to the Rusted Robot Podcast. The number one rated robot-related podcast in Northern Ontario. You should be following them on Twitter. Keep listening. Don't forget to follow them on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. The Rusted Robot.podbean.com. The Rusted Robot Podcast. Think about it. Rusted Robot. All right. Uh, let's see. This, this is such a huge topic. It's it's been it's tricky for me to to talk about it. Um, I'm going to list off a couple of a few what I feel like are kind of obvious ones, maybe somewhat, and and maybe some of these you guys are have seen or maybe have some of these have different like versions. Um, but uh, a couple of things uh, I'm a big Marvel fan, of course. So we, we can to not mention, or we have to mention the, um, the two guardians of the galaxy movies. And I think even I'm going to throw in there uh, like Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the, uh, all the Marvel movies have always had a fair amount of comedy slipped into them, some more than others. Uh, but uh, especially the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I, I feel, is is got a lot of broad mass appeal. So, and, and it, it's just a fun movie to watch and and, and visit again. The uh, you know, and Thor Ragnarok, I think, is 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 a great great movie and a lot of fun to watch as well. So, you know, those those are some some uh, ones that are you know in the Marvel realm. Uh, I think, uh, and and if you've got Disney Plus, I think. I think all that stuff is on Disney Plus now. I don't know if there's any exceptions anymore. They were, they were having that at the at first. You know, I think it was more like some of the more recent, like Avengers movies and stuff. But um, and another obvious, really obvious one that I won't talk about too much, probably. Although I'm tempted to play a, a clip or a trailer from it because it's so great. Is uh, for especially for Trek fans, I think, because it's really a send up of Star Trek basically is is galaxy quest right um that movie with tim allen from 1999 is there's so many inside things there with the whole star trek like convention they go to the idea that you know they're actors and they end up on a on a you know real space kind of adventure mission it's uh it's a perfect kind of movie a blending of stuff uh i i you know that movie is really great they I think they just did a, um, a special, like, there was a behind-the-scenes special that they did, because it had its, in 2019, it had its um, 20th anniversary, right? So, uh, yeah, really, really great movie, and why not? Let's let's slide in some Galaxy Quest trailer stuff here, just just for fun, and I'll come back and give you guys some other uh, other movies. Uh, we'll, we'll stick to movies, and then I'll probably do TV at the uh, towards the end of the of the podcast but uh, here's some of uh, the awesomeness of galaxy quest from 1999 in the far reaches of the galaxy a civilization is under siege we are all that is left they've searched the universe for a leader stay tuned for scenes from next week's galaxy quest never give up 
never surrender. He will save us. What they got. Never give up and never surrender. We're struggling TV actors. You are our last hope. Where's my limo? Okie dokie. And they're about to put on a command performance. Eight million light years away. We are actors, not astronauts. You are our protectors. That was a hell of a thing. Now, Laredo, take us out. You gotta move to the right. Would you sit your ass down? You wanna drive this thing? Acting like heroes. The whole thing was just a misunderstanding. May not be enough. They look like little children. Hi, little guy. DreamWorks Pictures presents Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Galaxy Quest. You're just gonna have to kill it. We'll go for the mouth to throw his vulnerable spots. It's a rocket that not a vulnerable spots. Yeah, that's just uh, the movie's so much fun. So many references there that are like Trek related, and there was even I think I've mentioned it once before, but. There was even a short story written once in, I think, the first Star Trek, like, New Voyages book where the the crew of the original Star Trek series, you know, the the actors, they went through some kind of, uh, I think they were doing something on set, and I'm trying to remember how the story went, but essentially they ended up in a parallel universe or dimension or something like that where they were, they were thought to be the real, you know, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and so on. And they were expected to, you know, know what to do in, in a in a situation that was pretty dire and all that. Another great uh, sci-fi and, and both sci-fi, I guess, semi-fantasy, but it's, uh, you know, time travel. But the Back to the Future trilogy, the first movie especially, is just so perfect and great uh, and, and so much fun. So many funny bits. The idea of going back in time and, and seeing your parents when they were in, like, high school... What a great idea. What a great concept uh, and a great cast. It's just great music. I, I Back to the Future is, is probably in my top, you know, top list of movies ever. Uh, one of my favorites. I've seen it a lot. And yeah, I, I love it. And, and it's always good. It always puts a smile on your face. You know, one of the things about comedies, besides giving you a good laugh, is, is they're just, they're, there's nothing usually too too drastic or dire happening i mean i'm i'm trying to think you know comedies these days are are just not that common they're usually like parodies more or spoofs of things they're not just original like i don't know how to describe it i guess in a way galaxy quest was was as well but you know it came out in 99 and, and star trek well star trek had been around a long time but it wasn't a direct like one-to-one comparison I, I don't know how to describe it, but um, it's different. It's different these days. So, since we talked about the, uh, you know, the big what I would consider the big sort of Star Trek comparison movie and or uh, comedy with Galaxy Quest, let's talk about Spaceballs. Spaceballs from '87, Mel Brooks's movie with John Candy, Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman's in it. Um, this, of course, is a huge send up. Mel Brooks' his big send-up of Star Wars, right? I, I mean, you have Dark Helmet, I think, right? Uh, but it's 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 got a lot of fun stuff. It's it's a huge huge spoof of of Star Wars, and I think this is probably worthy. Let's play a bit of a trailer to the um, Spaceballs movie for you guys, and you can listen. And I'll be back, and we'll cover some others. There it is, Planet Druidian. And underneath the air shield, 10,000 years of fresh air. We must get through that air shield. We will, sir. Once we kidnap the princess, we can force her father, King Roland, to give us the combination to the air shield, thereby destroying planet Druidia and saving planet Spaceball. Everybody got that? Spaceballs, the movie. Princess Vespa spaceship within range, sir. Good. 
What's going on? It's either the 4th of July, or someone's trying to kill us! Now we will show her who is in charge of this galaxy. If you do not give me the combination to the air shield, Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose! Only one man and his trusted companion can save planet Druidia from disaster. Okay, Eagle Five, coming in. Lone Star. First, they must learn the secrets of yogurt. Yogurt? I am the keeper of a greater magic. The Force? No, the Schwartz. Avoid capture on a distant planet. Tell them to comb the desert, you hear me? Comb the desert! Found anything yet? We ain't found. Battled the entire spaceball army. My hair! He shot my hair! Holy! And escaped the clutches of Dark Helmet. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Abandon ship! Proceed to escape pods! What the hell's the matter with this scene, fella? Ah! When does this happen in the movie? Give me Bob! Ah! Spaceballs. The movie. How do I know you're not making faces at me under that thing? And may the Schwartz be with yeah, so that's that's you know classic Mel Brooks. There, a lot of actors that are were just so popular back then, and you know, really uh, feel bad for Rick Moranis. You know, there was that story this past week where I guess he was walking in New York, and, and some guy just punches him or something like out of the blue. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand people sometimes. <laughs> Many much, much this past year, I don't understand people. All right, let us move on to some other things. Um, Another uh, great property, and that's done. I think they're doing a new version of this. the uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a great book, super funny, super kind of dry, droll kind of humor a bit. But I liked it, and uh, I feel that the movie that they did, I think it's from around two thousand and five. Is it? I think they did a really good job with it. Actually, I think it's a good movie. Um, uh, Zoe Deschanel is in it and, you know, one of her earlier, I think, roles, uh, but I, I like it. And I, you know, the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they did a long time ago, they did a British made mini series of that, which was pretty well done. I thought they're doing a new one. Uh, I don't think that's out or maybe it is. I don't know. It's been so hard to keep track of stuff, but, um, but the uh, but this 2005 movie, like I said, is is pretty good. So um, let me play. Uh, maybe we'll just move on. I don't think I'm going to play that trailer for you. Let's go on to a few other things. Um, there are quite a few. Like w since we're in the month of October, let's mention some. Um, uh, let's mention some more kind of like like horror or scary kind of but funny movies. Um, like there's a whole list of not list of there well I guess it's a list it could be um, there's a whole scary movie series that is is uh, you know kind of I guess Halloween appropriate but there are also movies that are uh, that are generally spoofs of things that's a pretty good series I've enjoyed that for a while um, the classic another Mel Brooks property another Mel Brooks thing is Young Frankenstein. That's that's probably my favorite uh, Mel Brooks movie, even over Spaceballs. I just love that movie so much, and I, I, a great cast. Gene Wilder, I could watch Gene Wilder all day long. I mean, he's he's always fun to watch and things. Um, I'm looking over a few lists that I found online just to give you guys. But I but speaking of the more, like I said, the horror line of it or the scary line of it, the Zombieland movies that are a little more of recent times are pretty fun. If you're into that kind of stuff, um, I mean, they're a little graphic. There's a little violence, language, and so forth. An another really great one, one of my favorites. Um, really, really funny, and and also you know just just goofy too. And and uh, anything with Bruce Campbell 
of course, would be. But Army of Darkness, um, the Evil Dead movies, the first two Evil Dead movies, I think I've talked about all of these. I think I did a show on all these, maybe for one Halloween show. Uh, but um, so I won't talk too much about those. But Army of Darkness, I think, is 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 my favorite of the group. It's probably the most like high level version of it. Uh, you know, the Evil Dead were done very cheaply, especially the first Evil Dead. Um, but that and that doesn't make them bad or anything like that. But I, there's something kind of special about Army of Darkness that I like. For one, I don't think that I saw. I don't think I saw Evil Dead movies in the theaters at all. I think I I think it was just Army of Darkness, which is in the from the nineties. Um, that I saw in the theater, but there are a lot of funny bits in those movies. Um, of course we've got Ghostbusters. I mean, that, that's a classic one, especially for, you know, kind of fits Halloween time. Um, I think I have said this before on the podcast yet. This is what happens when you get to almost 800 podcasts. You feel like you've said almost everything, but so I apologize, but I probably should just talk and say it again. And, and rather than say, like, in case you guys are saying, Oh, Rico, he's just repeating himself, but uh, I should just move ahead, but the here my little uh, nerd, you know, it, you know, something to admit is I've never I like Ghostbusters, but I, I'm not that huge of a fan of it actually. I mean, I love the cast, you know, those actors I've I've enjoyed in tons of stuff, but for some reason Ghostbusters never just never really did it that much for me i mean i don't know what it is about it it's okay i like it in you know well enough but it's the the mass appeal that it seems to have gotten or whatever i've never quite gotten i I never like got over that like okay why why are people loving this so much i i get i can get it i mean there's you know amazing group of actors in it especially the first one it's got a lot of cool effects. It's it's a great little story. Uh, I mean, yeah, I totally get all that, but it's just not it's not up there basically for me on on my list of you know favorites by any means. Um, the um, the other one that's that's good at this time of year, of course, is is Shaun of the Dead with um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. They've done a few movies together. They've got a new series coming out. I think this month. Um, uh, they're sort of like paranormal investigators. I think it's an Amazon Prime show, or is going to be on Amazon Prime. Um, but that um, that is a pretty funny, um, pretty funny uh, movie. And at the world's end, I think is the other one that they did. Is that how? You, is that the name of it? Uh, let's let's play a little bit of uh, yeah. Let's play one of the Shaun of the Dead trailers. We should probably do that. I think. Uh, you know, it's a great one, especially since it's sort of like end of the world kind of situation, the zombie apocalypse kind of a thing, uh, which has been done to death. Um, and it looks like Walking Dead, the TV show, is finally ending. Uh, but um, let's play. Uh, yeah, let's find one of the trailers and play that from uh, Shaun of the Dead. ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. Oh, have you ever felt that you're turning into a zombie? Maybe you're not alone. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital that you stay in your homes. Avoid all physical contact with the assailants. So, what's the plan? Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have we got to go Lizzie? Because I love her. All right, gay. Yeah, so uh, the that's a 
that's pretty funny stuff. And uh, I think the, uh, the at the world's end, if that's the name of it, the other one that those two guys did together is is just as funny and just as good. Uh, there are so many comedy, you know, sci-fi or fantasy comedies. Another good series is Men in Black. You know, while that's fairly straightforward and serious, there's a lot of comedy elements in it, of course. Uh, I already mentioned Ghostbusters. So there are some other series out there. Um, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is is generally, you know, again, just a, it's a movie that's got, um, you know, sci-fi or fantasy elements, but it's also got funny stuff in it too. Uh, there's the Bill and Ted movies. Uh, I saw the more the most recent one, uh, and I, it was okay. I I don't know. I I was that's not another. I like the first couple of them, especially the first one. It kind of came out of nowhere, and, and I really enjoyed that a lot. But um, I found a list here on Wikipedia, and let me just... I'm not going to read all of it. I think there's probably about, I don't know, 100 movies here? Maybe not 100, but let me... I'm going to scan down it, and I'll give you guys some. Let's see. The Absent-Minded Professor movies. Oh, Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, you guys... that Buckaroo Banzai is great. I mean, I think there's some comedy in that, but that's a... That's that's a just a great movie in general. Uh, Ant, the Ant Man movies, of course, are funny. Uh, from Marvel, the um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is kind of like a cult classic. That's in here. I already mentioned Back to the Future, uh, the Bill and Ted movies. Let's see some older ones. There's the Critter movies, uh, which I think I saw the first Critters movies, but I don't know if I've seen the others. That that's something that wasn't really something that's super appealing, at least to me. Oh, there's an older movie called Dark Star. There's a lot of dark humor in that, but uh, that's a fun one. Demolition Man, some funny things in that. Uh, there's a movie called Earth Girls Are Easy from the late '80s. Uh, oh, Flash Gordon from 1980. I, I think the, a lot of the humor in that movie is 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 somewhat unintentional. It seems a little dated now, and it was kind of corny even back when it came out, but. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. I already mentioned Galaxy Quest and Ghostbusters, Guardians of the Galaxy. I already mentioned. Let's see what else. Oh, Idiocracy is um, is pretty appropriate. It, it it's this movie that's set in the in the future, but you know things have just like essentially uh, people in society have become complete idiots. Truthfully, I I, I don't want to. It's from the guys who um, do South Park. Uh, and yeah, that's a fun one. Inner space. Let's see. Uh, Killer clowns from outer space. That's another cult classic. Um, oh, here's here's a good one. The lost skeleton of Cadavra. I think I've mentioned this before. There's a few things, and a lot of these are on uh, Netflix. That that one I think is on maybe Prime streaming video, which are kind of what I call send up send up kind of movies of older movies of the movies from the fifties. Uh, Lost Skeleton of Cadaver came out in 2001, and it's kind of a send-up of that. Here, here's a good one, classic uh, now. Well, classic, I guess, from 1996. I don't know what how many years old something has to be to be considered a classic. Mars Attacks, yep, uh, that's a good one. Uh, Muppets from Space, what else we got here? My stepmother is an alien, Mystery Science Theater. Oh, the whole Mystery Science Theater stuff is good. They did a movie uh, in 96. Uh, Night of the Comet from 84, um, the Nutty Professor films, the old original from 63, and then they did some newer ones with Eddie Murphy. Um, I already mentioned Spaceballs. Uh, Tank Girl's got some fun stuff in it. That's a weird movie. Uh, weird Science. The World's End, that's the one That's the one with um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Young Frankenstein already mentioned. So I think I've covered it pretty well. Let us, uh, I think I'm going to take a short break. And I'll come back with some um, sci-fi and or fantasy things that are comedic uh, from TV. Let's let's uh, I'll be back. And most of these will probably be things that are not complete comedies. You know, they're just have comedy elements in them. So I'll be back in a couple of moments. Hey, this is Larry Nimichek, the uh, <laughs> the mayor of Trekland. And you're listening to Rico on Treks and Sci-Fi. All right, I got a little drink of tea. Feel a little, feel a little froggy today, but feeling fine. All right, let us talk about sci-fi, fantasy type things in uh, television. I'm a big fan, and I know this, these things don't appeal to a lot of everyone out there and people, but 
I was a big fan of the Big Bang Theory. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun stuff in that, and it's certainly got a lot of nerd and sci-fi elements in it. Um, I think there's, especially I think the first five, six seasons, I I, I really enjoyed a lot. I mean, I enjoyed it all, the whole run, and I think the cast was great. So that's one. I mean, give it a shot. If it's not for you, that's fine. If it is for you, check it out. It's probably going to be streaming forever. You know, probably one of the more most successful television shows of all time in terms of, you know, seasons and revenue and all that, if that's how you measure it. But that's that's a big one for me uh, for nerd and sci fi things. And those guys were always talking about, you know, going to see the latest Star Wars movie or playing video games or talking about watching Firefly or whatever. Uh, but um the other things on TV that I like and, and find funny, the two two big animated shows, The Simpsons has got stuff, uh, Futurama, <clears throat> but I, you know, I, I kind of fell off The Simpsons. I only watched, oh, I don't know, up to season ten or something. And what are they at twenty five now? But um, and I keep thinking about going back. Uh, but um, and Futurama, I'm actually I, I'm a little ashamed to admit I haven't watched a ton of Futurama. Uh, but I've been trying to get back in, in, in on that and watching it. Uh, the um, But the other ones that I watch more of are Family Guy and American Dad. And there's a lot of things in those that are sci-fi fantasy elements. And the biggie that um, that Family Guy did, which is they took, um, because they're a Fox show, they did the first three Star Wars movies. And they did a whole spoof send-ups of those first three movies. Um uh, for their show and i think they were really good i really like them and and they they literally almost did scene for scene kinds of things with throwing in jokes and stuff but let me see if i can find a uh, trailer to the first one where they spoofed the original star wars movie um from um or on family guy and i'll play a um play a trailer for you here in a second All right, go, 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 Look at us. Look at how much more comfortable we are now shooting stuff. Quick import video file. Right? It's telling me I have to download Real Player 7. I guess I'll go bullseye some womp rats in my T-16. You shoot small animals for fun, you freak? There's two sons and no women. What the hell am I supposed to do? Come on! What are you kidding? I'm not jumping in there. Not even if I throw this pig's ear. Go get it! You still got that bag I gave you? Hmm. So you think the empire's gonna fall, man? I think. I think. I think I'm. I think I may be having sort of a a mini freak out here. I recognize your foul stench. I made a dark duty. I sift my pants. My diaper's gone over to the dark side. I got pages of these, I could go on. Yeah, the uh, if you're if you're into Family Guy at all, uh, yeah, maybe even if you're only slightly into it, the the three that that first one they actually called Blue Harvest, which was one of the um, the fake movie names that they used when when doing Star Wars. But they have a one for um, Empire and and Return of the Jedi. They're all three really funny, really good uh, stuff. And it's funny how well the characters they each took a a particular role. You know, Peter. Peter is Han Solo, and and um, Lois is is Princess Leia, for example. But anyway, I really like those. They did a great job, and again, the the way they did it and and making it almost like the the movies, it was both. Yeah, I liked it. I think it was good. I mean, it was a little bit almost too much sometimes. I mean, even some of the scenes were almost just right out of the movie. But they they put their own spin on it and made it fun. Like the the part where they're they're grabbing uh, 
grab Peter wants to grab this couch and put it in, put it on the Millennium Falcon, this couch that they find on the Death Star, because he thinks it'll be more comfy in the cockpit to uh, sit in a couch to fly and shoot things, like he says. So, all right. So, Family Guy, we've already talked about Futurama. Uh, there's a couple of shows you guys might not have know uh, or have heard of very much that I'll mention here. There was a show that was on you, you, Yahoo. I almost said Yahoo, on Yahoo um, a couple of years ago um, that I really thought was pretty good. It was a space type show. It was called Other Space. Um, I'm not really sure where if it's if it's streaming anywhere anymore, uh, but uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, you'll notice some people on there. You'll recognize um, the guy, um, the actor that's. Um, Oh, he's in the Deadpool movies. He's a, he's driving the taxi. I can't remember the actor's name, um, but uh, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, the uh, there's a, some could you know classic sci-fi things that are on this ship, and uh, anyway, that's called Other Space. The other one that was a little not well known from, oh gosh, I think it was like ten or more years ago, was a show called The Middleman that only lasted a season. I really like that one. Um, difficult to describe, but check it out. Try to find a trailer or something like that. Red Dwarf is a show that I've never really gotten into, which is, which is just, I don't know, just never appealed to me. I've tried to watch it, but, um, but that's pretty popular. Um, Mystery Science Theater, I already said an older show that, that I watched way back in the day. That's got some classic things in it. And Robin Williams, of course, being just crazy just probably one of the best things he's ever done really or did um but mork and mindy uh it is uh it's it's a classic and and it's just it's it's you certainly if you never watched it when it was originally on or depending on your age and that but you should give it a shot um there's some amazing things in that another show that's more recent that had a lot of comedy elements to it that um that I really liked is Chuck. Um, there was a lot of, you know, serious things in it too, but there was something very appealing about the show, you know, about this nerdy guy, uh, that ends up, you know, kind of through circumstance becoming a spy, um, has this beautiful girlfriend eventually, you know, and all this, uh, Sarah and, you know, it's, it's, um, Adam Baldwin's in it. Who's very deadpan his, his way he delivers things, but there's a lot of good humor in Chuck. And uh, it's a great show. Also, I think it's pretty easy to um, to find it. I think it's still streaming. There's a lot of great ca- guest car- guest actors on the show. Uh, Scott Bakula shows up. Tony Todd, Brandon Routh, Linda Hamilton, Timothy Dalton, Carrie Ann Moss. I mean, they, there's a lot of um, a lot of great stuff. And uh, the chemistry between you know the two leads is great too. Um, so it's. Uh, I, I highly recommend Chuck. It's a, it's a it's kind of a sweet show too and fun. I I wish we had a show like this on right now. Everything is kind of gloom and doom a bit. <laughs> the shows that we're watching, or the shows in the movies. I watched this movie last night. Total side point here, but I watched this thing uh, called uh, Hotel Artemis. I think it's on, it was on Amazon Prime with Jodie Foster. Um, Dave Bautista is in it uh, and. Uh, you know, it, it's okay. It was a fun little show. Jeff Goldblum turns up in it, and uh, quir- quirky little—not a show, but a movie. But um, not not much comedy in that one. But uh, let's see, what else should we cover here before we wrap things up? A couple of more recent things. I, I mean, there's older shows, a lot of great older things. I feel, but some of the more recent stuff is like the Orville. Uh, a lot of comedy in that, obviously, with Seth MacFarlane. Um, the um, but older shows, you know, things like uh, the Jetsons, the Adams Family, the Munsters. I mean, there's a lot of good humor there. If you don't find them, some people might find that stuff dated. Uh, you know, I grew up on those kind of reruns of those shows and stuff, so I enjoy those things still. Um, although it's funny, some of these older shows um, are harder to find sometimes. You know, to to watch, you can find newer things, but. There's a there was a show that's called uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast that um, you guys I don't know if you're uh, you're aware of that one but um, that's got some weird things in it it's 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 really hard to describe um, basically it's it, this is the blurb of it it's an adult animated series about a former superhero that now hosts a late night talk show so there you go 
if you've never seen it or heard of it. Um, uh, older series, my favorite, Martian. Uh, the, the again, lots of stuff. There's, um, of course, currently some recent things. Probably one of my, you know, funniest shows that I enjoy these days is uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, I think there's a lot of good humor in that. It, it's it's pretty intense at times, but it, it, it fits the current era. Um, there's a an, another animated show called Final Space uh, that's out. Um, and then the last one, I think, trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the most recent thing that I, you know, really liked actually quite a bit, uh, Space Force on Netflix, I thought had some funny stuff in it, uh, with, with Steve Carell and yeah, I like that one. And, uh, trying to think if I play one more clip for you here of something, uh, what should I play it from? Hmm. Well, I am a big Big Bang Theory, Big Bang Theory fan, so let me play a little bit of. Uh, I'll try to find an appropriate clip to play from that. That's that shows some of their basic humor and the way they do things. I know some people think, uh, you know, my friend Chris says this, and I I can't really completely disagree with it, but I I don't really find it a bother or a problem. He says they, these guys are a little too goofy and a little too stereotypical. I've heard this from others. Uh, uh, of nerds you know they take it to the extreme and i don't know i've never really it hasn't really ever bothered me but i i've met a lot of geeks and nerds over the years and especially way way back when you know it wasn't now it's fairly cool to like star wars star trek and collect models toys pop figures you know lightsabers and and play play games D D even and whatever but when that wasn't a thing, when, when it wasn't very popular, you know, this, these are some of the people I would run into. I can especially remember in college that a bit, late high school and so on. But, um, yeah, let me play a little clip from Big Bang Theory for you guys. And then I'll come back and we'll wrap up uh, today's podcast. How about I get the guys a little thank you to pay them back? So, Sheldon, ta-da! A vintage mint in box 1975 Mego Star Trek transporter with real transporter action. Hot darn! Where did you get that? That's from Stewart at the comic book store. You went to the comic book store by yourself? Yeah. It was fun. I walked in and two different guys got asthma attacks. <laughs> Felt pretty good. This calls for an expression of gratitude. Ooh, am I about to get a rare Sheldon Cooper hug? No, not this time. Then they wouldn't be special. <laughs> Thanks, Penny. You're welcome. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you. Leonard, I got you a label maker! <laughs> Great. Also, a mint in box. Mm. And I got you a transporter jam! Look, it was actually designed for my vintage Mr. Spock action figure. Oh, that's great. Let's open it up and put him in there. <laughs> so, yeah, the clip cuts out there at a good part, but basically she's like well open up the open up the transporter uh you know thing and and they're like no oh my gosh you can't open it you can't take it out of the box it's just so perfect you know i i've been a collector of stuff for a long time have a lot of things still in boxes and and you know it's goofy and i and i and i can appreciate them you know making fun of of you know i don't have a problem with anyone making fun of that i i i uh i take great pride in my collection of course and things in box and things out of box or whatever and but that's a good taste of what it was and that's i think that's a pretty early in the in the run of big bang theory clip so but again maybe not for everyone and that's perfectly fine but uh, i i like it enjoy it so and especially again for someone who grew up in that era of of <laughs> you know i've I, I find this with, true with, with uh, especially when I've been down in Texas at conventions with uh, Jen and Angel from Anomaly. You know, we um, we always kind of make the comment that we are like socially like um, in tune, you know, nerds. Like in other words, we can hide our nerdiness. I, c I can hide it real easily if I want to. And and, uh, and there are there are people out there though still, and I can still run into them that it 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 
it's always apparent that you know that that they were sort of this awkward nerd and and that's fine again i'm not it's not a problem with either way but i i uh i just again i find the show funny but i hey i i hope you guys all enjoyed this uh guys gals people uh enjoy this quick rundown of some sci-fi and and fantasy movies that are that are comedy and funny and have comedy elements in them and the same thing with television shows as I always, always say when I cover something like that's a big topic, I, I it's impossible to cover uh, cover everything. It's just you know there's just no way, and uh, you know it's it's it, it's just a kind of a rundown. Maybe some things here I pointed out that you guys have never uh, watched or or thought about, or maybe maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I hope you enjoyed it. I've always tried to uh, give you guys something fun to listen to for the week. All right, that is going to wrap things up. By the way, if you ever want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi, a dollar or two or three, whatever you guys feel like uh, a month. Thanks very much to everybody that that does that. Uh, You guys are well appreciated. uh, And uh, I I do do thank you very much for your support. So let's see what's coming up on treks and sci-fi. Let's give you a quick rundown of the month of October. So uh, what we've got going on, let's see. Oh, um, obviously, one thing I didn't, I forgot to mention real briefly, but I've already been talking about it in recent shows is Lower Decks. That's a, it's a, the, the most recent episode is Lower Decks number nine. We've only got one more, uh, was, was great. Uh, a lot of funny stuff and a lot of very um, kind of serious things and a super amount of, you know, they, they cram more Trek references into Lower Decks than I've ever I would have ever imagined they would have. I didn't realize they were going to be so inside baseball, inside Star Trek kind of reference things. But um, but with that in mind, anyway, next weekend will be a guest cast. I'm hoping I'll get Mark. I'm going to shoot him an email and see if he can do a show for us next weekend. Uh, the 18th in two weeks, I will be back to wrap up the season of Lower Deck, talk about that briefly, but I'll also talk about uh, in, in two weeks, uh, because I think it, the first episode is going to be airing on the 15th of October. Uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Disco 3, is coming out um, starting the 15th of October on CBS All Access, here in the U.S. at least. And so I'll be covering the first episode of that then, along with Lower Decks. And then the final uh, final weekend of the month on the 25th, I'm going to do my annual uh, Halloween video cast. Not quite sure what I'm going to cover for that yet, but I'm sure something will come to me. It's getting harder and harder to come up with a Halloween topic uh, that um, that I haven't really talked about. Uh, I am watching that Lovecraft Country. Uh, may- maybe I'll try to make this a more scary show, even, and maybe I'll read some Lovecraft on 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 the show, you know, or or whatever. I don't know. I do like to cover more like TV and movies. I can show you guys clips for the show, but we'll see what I decide to do. But that is for the rest of this month. Uh, I'm going to get out of here, edit this up, get it put up today, and hopefully you guys are all being careful, safe out there. You know, this here's here's Rico's public announcement or my public announcement, but COVID and, you know, the world and the U.S. especially, some other countries are, are there are cases that are going up now. And you've always got to keep in mind a lot of people – I think feel like, oh, you know, it's maybe just a virus, but I'd be fine. I wouldn't, I don't have any underlying conditions. I wouldn't be a big deal. But the, the thing about all this is, is you got to be careful and think about, well, what about if you get it and who, who else might you spread it to other people in your family? Or if you spread it to a few other people, then they spread it to a few other people and then they spread it to a few other people. You know, the more people that you come in contact with, I think the number I was hearing uh, out there, you know, in general, although I, I think my number is much lower than this because I, I'm still pretty, pretty much working at home. I, I go don't go out much, um, but the average I think I was always hearing was about one one to fifty. Like in other words, if you get sick, you're you're probably by the time you realize you're sick, um, you've probably come in contact with at least fifty other people, and then they come come in contact with fifty other people, and so on and so forth. So unless you're wearing your mask, which is protecting those people from you being sick, you know, then yeah, it's, it, that's how things spread. That's how anything spreads, flu viruses, this virus. Um, so wear your masks if you're going out, even if there isn't a rule somewhere, wear a mask anyway, you know, I, I, I do. And, um, and again, I don't go out much, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the way we should be doing it. And hopefully this will, 
you know, go down instead of be going back up. I think a lot of states it's going back up in. So, all right, that is all off of my soapbox for this week. Hope you guys again enjoyed this show this week. Uh, let's all try to laugh and smile and be nice to people. It's still a kind of a difficult time for many, and uh, we've uh, we've also got this big election here in the U.S. coming up in about a month. So. <laughs> Maybe when that's over with, uh, maybe maybe things will, uh, well, we'll see what happens. So, And I wish everyone, even even the Trumps, uh, you know, a speedy recovery, anyone who's got this, this nasty thing. So, all right, everyone, take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends, family, your pets, everyone, uh, and be safe. Be careful. And uh, try to enjoy things. Try to relax. Try not to stress. Try not to worry. It's easy to say, hard to do. Even I, you know, it's been it's been a difficult time over over these many months, but uh, we're we're all getting through it, and hopefully, hopefully, better off in a way for it, and more cognizant of certain things. So, wow, I'm getting really serious here at the end. Let's not do that. <laughs> all right, everyone, take care, laugh, and uh, enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.